Welcome to the Hidden Healing Podcast. Thank you for stopping by to take a listen. I have a few questions for you. Did you grow up with a lot of adverse childhood experiences? Do you live in the toxic stress of fight or flight, feeling constantly triggered by things that make you feel unsafe? Well, you're in the right place. Listen in as I share stories and lessons from my journey in healing from complex PTSD. Listening to this podcast will help you learn to retrain your nervous system so that you feel safe and experience fewer triggers and learn how overfunctioning no longer serves you and how the key to healing lies in your identity and your somatic recovery. I hope you enjoy this episode. For today's episode, I'd like to ask you to please put aside all of the preconceived ideas and the things that you may have adopted in your life or learned along the way, and just listen with an open heart and an open mind to see if anything of what I say today can help you in your life. I feel like the word boundaries is such a hot topic, like a a trending topic that you can find just about everywhere. But I really find that there's so many questions about boundaries. Right off, when you think about boundaries, you think about the kind of rules that you have about yourself, your personal space, uh, what, what you allow with your time. But today I want to talk about what really are boundaries and why they're so important. Boundaries aren't something that we're really taught early on. If you think about it, we really don't see boundaries modeled in our life or even really talked about until we get to our 30s and 40s and all of a sudden we realize how uncomfortable we are and that we need things to change. And so we try to start making rules about things around us, kind of trying to get rid of that uncomfortable feeling and make it so that it doesn't happen again, like head it off ahead of time. I think something really important to think about though is what the purpose of boundaries are. So why do we have boundaries and exactly what are they? I love to share with you what I think things are and what I've learned that they are because I go about learning with such an open mind and trying to find the healthiest way to view something and then the healthiest way to adopt those views. So boundaries are really a life skill. This is something that everybody should learn from a young age all the way up. I have a really good friend who is raising two little ones, and she is so good at teaching her children boundaries so that when they are not with her, they know that they can speak up so that they know that it's okay for them to have feelings and want them respected. And I love that so much about her. It's just beautiful the way she does that. And I wish that someone would have done that for me. Because teaching our children to voice what makes them feel safe and what doesn't make them feel safe is such a wonderful gift. And it's giving them that life skill so that as they grow older, they'll be able to continue to do that. You know, when we're little and we learn things like that, we have no fear of limitations or not good enoughness. If we're told this is what we're supposed to do and we can see our parent give us permission to do that and even see them do it, then we feel safe doing that. There may be a time or two when we get uncomfortable, but in general, it's something that we're going to continue to do. So I do love that very much. Now, setting boundaries is also a form of self-love, a gift that we can give ourselves if we were not given that gift as children. And as you know, (laughs) 
I really believe that we're responsible for everything in our life. So if our parents didn't give us the gift of boundaries, now is the time for us to change that, to give ourselves that gift. Boundaries help us really create guidelines, rules, and limits to how I want to be treated. What is okay for me? It really honors our needs so that we feel safe and we feel respected. So that's why we have boundaries. And as people who have experienced a lot of adverse childhood experiences, we know that feeling safe is not something that we do so well, something that we're struggling to overcome that not feeling safe and to remind ourselves that we are safe. And so learning how to have boundaries is a way to show love to ourselves because it's a way to create that feeling of safety around us. Now, a lot of times when we think about boundaries, we have like two sides. We have the the side where um, someone maybe grew up in a house that did not have a lot of boundaries. And that house might have had someone who was um, a very emotionally powerful person and their emotional state dominated the whole climate of the house. And so we were always in that habitual anxiety that toxic stress. And so if we grew up like that, then we may have become people who have really rigid boundaries. And we did that because we realized that as we grew up and no longer had to deal with that person on a daily basis, that we never wanted to feel that way again. We never wanted other people to come in and just with a look or a word, make us feel that uncomfortable, that outside of our body that unsafe. And so that kind of situation really does cause a lot of rigid boundary, a lot of rulemaking, a lot of the need to verbalize that, to tell people about it, to be very vocal and assertive about it, and just kind of even assertive to the point of being uncomfortable. So that's that's one side of the boundaries issue. And then there's the other side of people you may have grown up around who are just like this new thing that people are talking about because they're too weak to do anything. And so we can hear both of those things. But if we grew up in a situation where we felt unsafe and we tend to lay back and not try to be noticed, then we may have turned out the kind of person who's just always trying to make peace so that we don't have to feel that uncomfortableness. And therefore, instead of putting up those rigid boundaries around other people, we let our boundaries go and we don't recognize them. It's really easy to get caught up in that. Both ways is a really hard way to live. As you know, community is so important for us. If you're healing from complex PTSD, having a community around you is one of the most nurturing and healing things that we can do for ourselves. Finding a place where we feel safe and where we can be ourselves and grow and change in the safe environment around these safe people who will love us and accept us no matter what. So community is important, which is why if we want that, we need to find a way to make boundaries that not only work for us, but also work for the people around us. So when I said that I really wanted you to kind of forget that what you already knew about boundaries, it's because there are some things that I feel like are really important when it comes to boundaries. And one of them is not seeing boundaries as a form of confrontation, because boundaries are not supposed to be confrontational. 
In fact, um, boundaries should just be a part of everyday life, something that we don't even necessarily think about. But the reason we're thinking about it is because we were raised trying to take care of everyone's needs around us, trying to make sure everyone around us was safe. So we didn't necessarily learn how to make boundaries. In fact, we learned the opposite. We learned how to get rid of our boundaries. But once we are on the road to being emotionally healthy individuals and we learn how to do this, this is just going to be something that is energetically a part of us. It's not something we're going to think about every day. So right now, as we're looking at boundaries, as we're trying to figure out how to make boundaries and how to do this thing called boundaries, we're going to be thinking about it a lot and analyzing, assessing ourselves, assessing what we do, assessing how things make us feel. In fact, maybe even noticing other people's boundaries around us and naming them, identifying them as boundaries so that we can see this thing and how it works in healthy individuals. Hopefully we have some healthy individuals around us that we can model. Um, if not, I'm sure you watch TV and you have some people in your TV dramas who are healthier than the other people who are causing the drama. Maybe you could notice those people. But really, boundaries are not something that we're going to be thinking about all the time when we get this down. And the other thing I want to talk about is that boundaries are not offensive. So think about this. Our boundaries shouldn't offend other people and other boundaries, other people's boundaries shouldn't offend us. And why is that? Well, if you think about the boundaries that we have right now, even as limited as they may be or as imbalanced as they may be, however we do boundaries now, it's usually based on our past. It's based on other people who were in our lives, how they made us feel or how safe or unsafe we felt during different times in our lives. But generally speaking, our boundaries are about us and our life and our past life and the people who've been in it. So it's going to be the same for other people. Their boundaries are not about you. So I don't know, is that a paradigm shift for you? Is that something that is a new thought or did you, did you already feel that way? I didn't used to feel that way. It's something I had to adopt because I always felt like if someone put up a boundary, it, it was because they didn't like something I was doing. And although it may be true, they don't like something I'm doing. It's not because of me. It's because of something in the past that recalls a feeling that they had that they did not like. So I think when we're thinking about boundaries, if we could reset that in our mind to make it so that boundaries aren't so uncomfortable, then we might be more comfortable adopting new boundaries um, or analyzing our lives to see if we need to do that. And when someone else makes a boundary with us, we don't need to be offended because we understand that it's not about us, that it's about them and their need to feel safe. And sometimes when people are not great with boundaries, like for instance, me, um, it doesn't, when I'm trying to put up a boundary, it doesn't always come out eloquently and it doesn't always come out calm and level-minded. Sometimes it comes out because I waited too long. So when someone in your life is putting up a boundary, that's something else to consider. And just remembering that it should not, boundaries should not be confrontational. So it's okay to walk away if someone put up a boundary and it made you feel embarrassed or uncomfortable or vice versa and say, well, we can talk about this later and just make sure to revisit it when maybe emotions aren't so high. There's all kinds of boundaries. There's 
physical boundaries, stuff about our own personal body or how close we like people to be to us, but also about our space. Like my bedroom is my personal space and I have a lot of boundaries around my bedroom and what's in it. And those are appropriate because that's my bedroom, my stuff. We also have mental boundaries, which is about um, things that maybe make us feel a certain way, make us think about certain things that we don't want to think about. I don't. And even when I was a child, I never did like to watch war movies. Um, I just, my nervous system cannot handle that. So that's a mental boundary that I made that I very rarely break. Um, a time boundary is something we have. Um, and that's one big boundary that I had to learn how to set with my mom because my mom loves to shop. It's not only her joy, but trying on clothes is a must for her. So in the past, since I've been driving around, she would ask to go shopping and we could be shopping from anywhere like 10 o'clock in the morning if she could get me out that early all the way up to six, seven o'clock at night, trying on clothes, going in every store, looking at every single thing. And it got to the point where I couldn't handle it anymore. It was something that was affecting me physically. And I had to put a time limit on it. And I had to say, mom, when we go shopping, I can't be out more than three hours. Three hours is the tops for me. And then I am spent. And honestly, I could do four. But if I say three, will definitely be home by four. <laughs> so that was a time boundary I had to set. And it was really hard for me to first identify and then figure out how to set that boundary. It took us a while to work it out, but we've got it worked out now. Then we have financial boundaries. And the last one is not the last one, but one of the last ones is personal boundaries. Um, financial boundaries is like if you make a budget and you put a boundary that I'm not going to spend my savings account, then someone says, hey, let's go out to eat. You know you don't want to spend that money and that's the only money you have. So you say, hey, how about I cook us a meal? So respecting our own boundaries is important too. So now I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about how to set boundaries. We've already discussed what a boundary is and why it's so important. And we talked about how it's important to refresh our definition of what boundaries are and the purpose that they serve. So now, how do we set a boundary? And this is where identity, which is one of the pillars of this podcast, comes in. Because if you don't know who you are, how will you know what boundaries you want? Answering the question, who am I, is so important. And it's one of the keys to this emotional healing work that we're doing. And I want you to remember that this is not about blaming. There's no blame as to why you lost your identity. The important thing is just knowing that you did lose it and finding it now. If you haven't heard it yet, episode 15 in season one talks about identity. It talks about how your mind actually defines who you are so that it knows who to protect. And this is a, a good place to start if you need a little help with defining yourself and refreshing your memory on who you are and what things matter to you. That episode also talks about how to feel less triggered in life. So it's a really good one to go back and revisit if you need to. So the second step that we want to take is getting a sense of how you felt about yourself as you were writing down the things or collecting the thoughts of who you are and take a look at that and see if maybe you need to work on your self-esteem and really 
anchoring in that sense that I matter. Because in order to have boundaries, in order for boundaries to be solid and not confrontational and um, not too soft, we need to have that sense that I matter just as much as every other human on this earth. Because boundaries are personal and they're for ourselves. So that leads us to step three, which is really one of our pillars of this podcast, which is somatic recovery. We need to learn how to stop and connect to our body to see how we feel. So instead of being triggered, if we stop and connect to our body and see how things make us feel, we'll be able to determine if something makes us feel unsafe and we want a boundary around that. And it doesn't have to be explosive, like I've mentioned before. It doesn't need to be confrontational. This is like a personal endeavor, something private that we're doing by ourselves. So before you talk to someone about a boundary that you want, it might be a good idea to sit down and journal about it and make sure that what you're reacting to or responding to isn't something old that you want to get rid of because new you doesn't necessarily feel that anymore or realizes that she's safe now and just needed to remind herself of that. It's somatic recovery that really helps us to get in touch with who we are and how we feel about things. And so the last step on making boundaries is to speak up. And my best advice that I could possibly give you is K-I-S-S, keep it simple, sweetheart. In applying to boundaries, if you think about it, if you can clearly state in one sentence what you need, you don't even have to tell someone why, just what you need and say it in a kind way, then they'll get the message. I want to go back to the example that I used earlier about shopping with my mom. You know, we've been shopping together our whole life and I've always felt that way. And it took me until my late 40s before I figured out that I needed to make a boundary around that. How crazy is that? I know everything is coming late in life for me, but I'm still so glad that I found it all. So let me tell you how that went. So we went shopping several times. She was looking for something specific. And my mom is very connected to the past, how things are manufactured, how things were a certain quality. So shopping is never easy, even if she's just shopping for herself. We had spent several times at the mall and different stores. And, you know, I had to make a few stops as well. And so it probably was eight or nine o'clock and I was exhausted. Also, when I shop that long, probably because it is uh, some trauma stored in my body, my body aches really bad. I mean, it hurts all night. And the next day I am in pain and it's that toxic stress. And so my body knocks me down for a whole 24, sometimes 48 hours before I can get up and do stuff again. And it happened too many times in a row. And finally, I realized that I had to say something. And so I did. And I explained to her, which this was my early boundary days, <laughs> I was still getting it straight, that I couldn't do that anymore because it hurts my body that I don't enjoy it, that I have it tied to the past. When we would school shop once a year in September, for three of us, it would take us all day, sometimes a whole weekend or two whole weekends. And my mom made us try on everything, every single thing. And so I told her that was traumatic for me. It was too much and I couldn't handle it then and I don't like it now. 
then the next couple times it happened again and it was too long and I felt bad. And on the car ride home, as I was figuring it out, I had to let her know. I know that I've mentioned this before and I know we didn't plan this on purpose, but I cannot stay out more than three hours, four hours top. And it took me a couple of times. At this point in time, I was already working on my relationship with my mom. And so I was working on boundaries and she knew that. And honestly, she was working on her boundaries too, because it went both ways for us. Neither of us were respecting each other's boundaries. And part of that was because neither of us were able to express our boundaries. And so my mom was in a place where she understood that this was a boundary I was making. And so she was respectful of me. And it really does help to start with someone you already know who loves you and cares about you. And so it took a few times for us to get it straight. But now I'm happy to report not even 18 months later, we can go shopping and be in and out in three or four hours. And that includes a stop for lunch somewhere. So I enjoy it more and I'm more willing to do it now because it's shorter and more enjoyable. That's how easy it should look to do boundaries and that's not even the easiest it can be. This evening, my daughter has plans in the morning and has to be up early and her dad leaves to work around five. And so she asked him just really kindly, I'm getting up in the morning to do something. So could you please not wake me up to say goodbye when you leave, because then I won't be able to go back to sleep. And I need all the sleep I can get because I have to get up earlier than I'm used to. And it was that easy. And he said, yes, absolutely. I won't wake you up. I love you. And he gave her a hug and a kiss before he went to bed. And that was really just coincidental, but it was really nice to see that boundary in action and that my daughter was able to set that boundary with just love and respect. And if you think about it, what could have happened is my husband could have woken her up and she could have been really grumpy at him and kind of yelled at him in her sleep and rolled over. But she took care of it ahead of time because she realized that when he goes in in the morning and wakes her up, that it's been disturbing her sleep. So she, at some point in time, had to think about that and make a boundary inside of her mind. Now, how beautiful is that, that a 15-year-old can do that. We all need to be able to look at things in our lives and in a loving, calm way, set the boundary. It's not always going to work because you know what? Not everybody is good at boundaries, but you will get good at boundaries. And so it might feel uncomfortable the first few times you're doing this, you're setting boundaries and people won't be used to it if you're not already setting boundaries. But you're going to get good at it and it's going to have an energetic shift in your body so that it's not something that you even have to say anymore and people will just be able to see your boundaries. And then when a boundary is crossed, what's going to happen is you're going to realize it was crossed and you're going to just take an appropriate moment, maybe not in front of other people and, and say, Hey, um, I asked you to call before you come over. And we really need to stick to that because I have a lot of stuff to get done in a limited time. And that will be enough. When people cross our boundaries that we have decided on, mindfully decided on, taking the time to think about why we have it and if we still need it or if we want to adopt a new boundary, then those boundaries are going to be important enough to us that we will stand up for ourselves. This healing work that I'm doing and that hopefully you guys are also a part of and doing in your own lives, it's not the easiest kind of work to do. 
and it takes a lot of time and energy. So I am definitely a work in progress. And right now, the kind of boundaries that I'm working on do have to do with my self-worth, trying to see that it's important enough for me to take up space in my own household and to have boundaries around what's important to me. And so some of those boundaries include my children respecting the bedroom that is mine and the stuff that's in it that is mine. And some of those boundaries include being treated with respect in ways that is important to me, even if my husband or my children don't see something as important. If it's important to me, then it needs to be said and a boundary around that needs to be respected. And so that's currently what I'm working on in my life. I do seem to have good boundaries around other people and being able to say no with my time and even these days with my money, although my kids are my Achilles seal on money. So I've got to work on that as well. Um, I would love to hear what you think about boundaries. If this was anything in here that you heard today was new or if this is what you think about it or even if you have a different opinion than mine, I'd love to know. Well, this is the end of the episode and I hope that it has brought you some value. I hope that it gave you something to think about or maybe at least shared a new idea and maybe can help you through your week in whatever endeavors you're working on. So I truly, truly, truly hope that you guys have a beautiful week. I have good news for you. Last week, I mentioned that we were close to hitting a thousand. Well, just last night before I went to bed, I checked and we were exactly at a thousand downloads. So 1000 times someone has chosen to listen to this podcast. And I just am so eternally grateful to all of you who are listening and to all of you who are sharing this podcast so that maybe someone else could be helped with some of these things that I'm sharing. Well, that's it for me tonight. And I hope that you guys have a lovely, lovely week. Talk to you later.